welcome to She Plus Me, a podcast that inspires and celebrates personal and professional growth. I'll be your host, Nora Bade, founder of She Plus Me, an educational lifestyle brand. After going through my own wild journey of discovering my most authentic self through mind, body, and soul, I've been discovering what it takes to find your passion and to live your most authentic life. This is the place to be to dig into real and raw conversations with radiant souls from everything natural beauty to holistic health, deep healing, personal growth, and building a purposeful life. Every single one of us has the ability to build extraordinary lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Today, I'm excited to sit down with skin guru, Jillian Cole. Jillian is a naturopathic doctor and acne coach. She helps individuals overcome chronic adult and cystic acne. Today, we are going to be talking about everything skin, my favorite topic. Welcome, Jill. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I know. Well, I'm excited <laughs> to have you. I feel like it's been a long time coming. Yeah, it has been, hasn't it? Yeah. I've been watching and following along with what you're doing. I think it's really cool. So mm-hmm. I'm skin. honored. <laughs> <laughs> well, skin is a common thing that comes up a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of questions about where to start, what to do, how to achieve clear, radiant skin. I think everybody wants that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. (laughs) Yeah. So starting off, let's go kind of back into your own personal skin journey. Yeah. So I always struggle with acne. Mm -hmm. Like I remember... I started struggling with acne when I was probably like 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, and it just went on and on and on throughout the years. And, you know, I, I've been there, done that, tried a bunch of different things. Once I got a little bit older, understanding, you know, inside out stuff and attempting some things from that perspective, but I never was really getting like the full effects. It was also really apparent to me how much my acne was impacting me and my worth, mm-hmm. uh, how I felt like I was perceived in the world. Yeah. Um, it really affected a lot of relationships for me. Um, it also really was impacting my career as well, where I, I kind of didn't really feel worthy, I suppose. Um, so it was a huge hit on my self-esteem in addition to me like yeah. seeing <laughs> stuff every day, like my, in my appearance. And so that's kind of what prompted me to, to be more committed to try to find a solution to yeah. finally clear up my skin. Well, I think there definitely is a direct correlation on your self-worth and skin. It's like when you have a good skin day, you're feeling yourself. But when you're not, even if yeah. it's a little pimple, you really feel like it's taking a yeah. toll. It gets highlighted for sure. It does. Yeah. 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 I understand that completely. <laughs> yeah. So going back a little bit further, did you always know that you wanted to be a naturopathic skin no. specialist? No. No. Um, I actually, people have asked me before why I got into naturopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. And it's honestly a hard question for me because I don't really know exactly why. It just was a path that I followed. I actually wanted to be a concert pianist. No way. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. Here I am. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I can't really like pinpoint why I got into the whole naturopathic medicine world to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until like well into my career where I started to kind of put things together and, you know, express different interests in other things like mental health, for example, mm-hmm. wanting to help um, women with eating disorders, that type of stuff. 
then I finally kind of realized like the commonalities of things that excited me to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, and also things that aligned with me and my own life and what I personally was interested in. So I think skin just kind of naturally fell into that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd say for about the past two years or so, that's kind of been my sole focus is, anti-aging skincare, but also acne, especially. Yeah. Um, so helping women cure their chronic acne. Well, what are the common factors, I guess, that contribute? Are there specific things that contribute to chronic acne or even cystic acne? Like, is it a lifestyle thing or is it just a genetic thing? I mean, one could say that perhaps they do, um, especially when you're looking at the gut microbiome and what's going on from that perspective. Okay. Yeah. So the way that I focus on helping people with chronic adult acne Mm -hmm. um, is we, we focus on identifying areas of dysfunction and what's called the gut brain skin axis. Yeah. Um, so the gut brain skin axis is a term that was coined a few years ago. There's, there's a lot of different research out there as well on the association in this axis between, between everything there. Um, so gut would be your gut microbiome. So the bugs that are living in your gut. So are they overgrowing or undergrowing or what exactly is going on there? Inflammation in your gut, how good you are, your body is at breaking down and digesting food. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Liver detoxification mm-hmm. or other types of um, detoxification pathways yeah. that happen in our body. So making sure those are optimized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, brain encompasses your hormones yeah. and your stress levels and your mindset yeah. um, and that whole spectrum. Um, and then the brain and the gut, how they interplay on the health of your skin. Interesting. Yeah. And so is there any telltale signs of if your gut health is not optimal? Sometimes there's clues that we can pick up when we're doing an in-depth assessment to yeah. figure out, you know, is is that a place where we should do some more exploratory work? Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, because I work with people who have chronic acne, they've tried everything already. Yeah. So a lot of times it will be antibiotics, Accutane, yeah. um, other things that can disrupt the gut microbiome. Mm-hmm. Which Accutane is like the extreme level is what I would say. Like that's going all mm-hmm. out and trying to really fix that. But I've heard mixed things about Accutane. <laughs> What's your perspective on it? I think it depends on what's going on with someone. Yeah. And I mean, it really just, it's more or less has to come down to what someone wants to do with themselves. And Mm -hmm. it's not, I'm not here to tell someone what to or what not to do. I mean, I'll obviously offer my suggestions and what I think um, would be in that person's best interest to help clear up their skin. But ultimately it just comes down to making an informed decision of what's best for that person. Yeah. Which probably would give us a good time to say this as a disclaimer that this is just a topic and a discussion and you shouldn't take anything um, suggested in this podcast episode without consulting a doctor first. Mm. Yes. But <laughs> but I guess with your experience and just client-based in your own personal journey, what are the number one tips that you would recommend in terms of that? Because I know that... Again, going back, I've never had acne of any sort. I've had, you know, breakouts and the ups and downs of combination skin and dry skin and all of that. But I think everybody is kind of trying to incorporate a healthier regimen for your skin. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that are, I guess, telling you what you should and shouldn't do. And I think as just a collective, everybody's so confused as to 
what should I be focusing on and what shouldn't I? Yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, definitely in the skincare industry. Yeah. Um, because it's it's, a billion dollar industry. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, I think the statistic is that by the, by 2025, the skincare industry is going to be worth over a trillion dollars. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, it's an easy thing to monetize, Mm -hmm. um, because not only are people interested in it, but it's also, um, hitting on people's insecurities. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That we all want to be beautiful, you know, and we all want to feel good about ourselves, but we also want others to see us as being beautiful. Yeah. Right. So it's, it is an easy thing. It's an easy market. Yeah. I suppose when it comes to some of the skincare lines and products and what have you, it's interesting to see the shift of, I guess, 20 years ago, if you want to go back then, it was more so like a solution band-aid, I guess, approach. Whereas today, I feel like it's more of a medical, medicinal kind of skin deep approach. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was very topical. Whereas right now, it's not just looking good, but really getting to the the core as to why why your skin is acting the way it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I don't think like when I was younger, it was, I mean, birth control definitely was something that I was advised to um, go on to clear my acne. Yeah, that's actually very common. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I find sometimes it can actually trigger it. In certain circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, it depends on the person. That's why individualized medicine is so important. Yeah. Yeah, but to me, it's like, that's why you see women... Well, that's why I see women years after the fact when they've been trying everything, mm-hmm. you know, because it then they finally come to me and it's like, well, let's let's customize a plan and let's do something that's specific to you, yeah, as opposed to like this this is supposed to clear acne, yeah, or this skincare line will clear acne or what have you, because that's yeah. So, what's the starting point? Like, where do you start when somebody comes and sits in your chair and asks you, or I guess <laughs> <laughs> is filling the beans of <laughs> uh, if everything they're struggling with in terms of skin? Like, what's your first approach? What do you look at? Well, most importantly, I want to make sure that someone's committed, mm-hmm. um, which is a big thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's very easy to just want clear, radiant skin, mm-hmm. but it's another thing to maintain the routine. Yeah. Yeah. And especially too, it's, it's not, it's not a band-aid approach. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that it's not just going to be, I'm going to take a magic pill one day and, and all my problems will go away. Yeah. There's work that needs to go into it. And there's work uh, in terms of different layers of things that we address. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I really, I want to make sure that if I'm going to work with someone that they want to work with me. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That they're going to commit and they're going to follow through. Um, cause to me, that's really important. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I want to know what they've tried in the past. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it, I want to know like what, what someone has tried, what has temporarily worked for them. Yeah. If things haven't temporarily worked, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all, um, pieces of the puzzle to try to figure out as to where we could get started in terms of like identifying that, root cause Mm -hmm. of why someone is still struggling after all these years. Okay. And then when you look at the past, is it often, um, I guess the ingredients or the, what elements they're using, whether it be topical or ingestibles or 
whatever the case may be. Not necessarily. Um, it has a lot to do with layering. Oh, okay. Um, I believe in synergy in a plan. Um, so synergy is, is more of a holistic whole body approach. Mm -hmm. So going back to the whole gut brain skin access, where it's like what you put on your skin is relevant. Mm -hmm. Um, it does matter. Yeah. But so does like what you're putting in your body and, um, how you feel about yourself and what's going on with your hormones. So there's lots of, there's different layers that go on. Yeah. And, um, I, I, personally find that where a lot of the deficiencies lie in, in the more conventional or um, mainstream plans is that there's only a highlight on one of those things, Mm -hmm. as opposed to addressing the synergy of putting together a plan that addresses all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is true. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that anybody thinks of is topical products. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's just the number one thing. And then you go into like Sephora and you're overwhelmed with all of the products that are there. And mind you, not to disrespect Sephora employees, <laughs> but a lot of them <laughs> don't know what they're talking about. And that's just my own personal experience. Every time I've walked in there, it's like they'll make recommendations that like will either trigger your skin or like just isn't quite right for you. So how do you approach the skincare counter? <laughs> I believe that, you know, there are people out there who will get results yeah. from doing, you know, whatever was suggested to them at Sephora yeah. um, or at any other skincare line or what have you. And yes, those things, you can get results from stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about chronic adult acne, yeah. it's a completely different story. You're not going to be able to find that miracle cure because you've been spending the past 10 years trying to find that miracle cure. Yeah. Right? So it's that's where an in-depth look is way more warrant, warranted mm-hmm. um, for somebody who's been struggling for a really, really long time um, as opposed to somebody who you know just randomly had a breakout. So they went and consulted, got yeah. something and it worked for them. I actually really love that you just said that because maybe that's one thing we should break down. What is the definition of cystic acne, adult acne, just a normal breakout? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that is actually mis- miscued. Like a lot of people will have a breakout and they'll just identify it as acne and they'll treat it with acne products versus, you know, um, perhaps a spot treatment or whatever the case may be. So it's, is that the right approach, I guess, to approach everything with a, okay, I have to approach it as an acne kind of solution or are should you be kind of focused on the labels as, is this acne? Is this a break? Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely not a one size fits all approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? What's going to work for your friend may not necessarily work for you. Yeah. Um, chronic adult acne would be a condition where you've been struggling for over a year mm-hmm. and you haven't gotten any results. Okay. Um, cystic acne, it could also be considered chronic acne. Commonly, people will say that they have hormonal acne and and associate hormonal acne with cystic acne. Okay. I mean, it's a relevant association, but that doesn't mean that your hormones are out of whack. Okay. Because what you'll what you'll see people do too is sometimes if they're if if they're able to, they'll have blood work done, mm-hmm. which will show us, you know, if your estrogen levels, for example, are high or low. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times in chronic adult acne sufferers, nothing will really show up. It'll show that their hormones are within normal range. Interesting. Yeah. So that's not really the the main key point. Yeah. There's, there's a completely different way to healing hormonal acne or cystic acne. And I would group 
those definitions into a chronic adult acne case, which you, that's all goes back to the gut brain skin access and identifying the areas of dysfunction there. Yeah. Cause it may not be what you think it is. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So then what's the approach of, uh, dealing or the solution for both? (laughs) (laughs) I know we're going to do a lot of digging. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. A solution for when you've been struggling for years yeah. is to do the in-depth assessment. And this is where it's like, you can consult Dr. Google all day long if you want to. Yeah. It's all the power to you. If you <laughs> want to do that, that's cool. Working with somebody who is able, who's going to be able to help you like pinpoint where those areas of dysfunction lie, which sometimes requires testing. Yeah. Um, which testing particularly? Yeah. There's two tests that I love to see people do. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is called the GI map. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dig into that one a little yeah. bit. That one's a very cool test. So that test is from a company called a lab called Diagnostic Solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a DNA PCR analysis mm-hmm. of your gut microbiome. That's amazing. Yeah. So in <laughs> to translate what that means, <laughs> it's basically showing us your gut bugs. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what should normally be growing in a human gut? Um, what has the opportunity to grow when it's given the opportunity, if those things are over or undergrowing, you know, if there's parasites or other types of things, um, markers of inflammation, in the system, um, markers for any gut leakiness, um, digestibility. So how good your body is at digesting food. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it takes a complete deep dive into assessing the status of, of your gut. Interesting. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And then once you get that test, that's how you personalize the approaches to, okay, now I'm seeing inflammation here and now I'm seeing uh, digestive issues. Let's deal with that. And then that can contribute to essentially improving your skin. Yeah. And there's some really fascinating research on the association of our gut microbiome with our skin microbiome. So, so the bacteria that lives on our skin as well. Yeah. So what, what you do in your gut will have an influence on what's going on on your skin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I actually really want to ask this question because I've heard a lot about it, but so, um, you know, there's this whole debate between clean products and non-clean, I guess, skincare products. And commonly what's, I guess, associated with that is that what you're putting on your skin, your body's actually absorbing. Mm. So toxic ingredients and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess, is it possible to debunk that? That, that is it a factor? Is it a myth? <laughs> uh, I think it's relevant. Okay. Um, I think it depends on someone's sensitivity to things as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, the fewer ingredients, the better, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but also making sure that things aren't going to be loaded with chemicals or byproducts that are known endocrine disruptors, things that can mess around with your hormones and what have you. So it is possible to, I guess, have products that do affect it. Like, I mean, not, not directly or correlated, but to an extent of, I think it's relevant to, um, be mindful of the products that you're, that you're putting on your body because your skin will absorb yeah, what's yeah, put on it. For sure. Yeah. So then what ingredients should be should you be looking out for? <laughs> should be looking out for? Yeah. There's a long list of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I am not like the ultimate expert on that situation. Yeah. Um I do consult a lot of times uh different 
databases so that I can learn and understand more. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, going back to Sephora again, they do have the clean at Sephora yeah. um, certification. And yeah. I do find that that I personally find that helpful um, to, to continue my knowledge and understanding of what products would be best to stay away from. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of start my exploration. There's the environmental working groups database yeah. um, as well. So it's, it's, that's definitely a world of extensive product knowledge mm-hmm. uh, that <laughs> I am still in the process of well, understanding. There's so much out there. It's really, yeah. really hard to keep up with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So you had mentioned two tests. So the GI map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is called the Dutch test, which yes. is a urine steroids test. Yes. That's my secondary test mm-hmm. that I like to see people do if it needs to be done after the GI map. Okay. Um, so the Dutch test um, will show us how your body's metabolizing its hormones. Mm-hmm. So not just it, the high or lows as, as conventional blood work would do, um, but we're seeing like the breakdown Okay. Of of estrogen in your system, two phases liver detoxification is what it shows. Um, it'll show us how your body's metabolizing testosterone, mm-hmm. um, what's going on with your cortisol levels, um, and that kind of spectrum of things. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're looking. Um, the Dutch test is really good for identifying areas of dysfunction okay. in the metabolism of your hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not looking for like high or low, like in terms of identifying, you know, like polycystic ovarian syndrome that would have high testosterone or what have you. Yeah. It can be suggestive of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's where with chronic adult acne, we're looking for where the areas of dysfunction lie. Yeah. So that's where functional medicine tests Mm -hmm. like the GI map and the Dutch test can be really helpful to help pinpoint those, those areas of dysfunction. Yeah. So from your perspective, it's kind of like the balance of it's the balance of your hormones. And then um, what is the picture of like a balanced hormonal state? It would be the efficiency and the quality of the elimination or metabolism of your hormones Okay, would be more relevant. So um, for example, like if you're, if you're, meta- if your liver is metabolizing estrogen mm-hmm. and breaking it down into these different byproducts, and there's multiple different types, like subforms of estrogen. Yeah. Some of those are more positively correlated to, um, wreaking more havoc in the body. Okay. Um, ver- versus other forms of estrogen can actually be protective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's relevant to see how your body's metabolizing certain things, but also how, how good is your body at eliminating those estrogens? Okay. So once your body's done using those things, your liver's broken it down, it goes into your colon and it's supposed to be eliminated. Yeah. Some people have issues with that pathway. Okay. Um, and so that's where we want to figure out, like, those are the things that are really pertinent to be fixing. But I guess, um, in terms of that, and this might sound like a stupid question, but so no body looks identical to the other in terms of the hormonal balance. Is that correct? Yeah. Everyone's different. Okay. Yeah. That, because it's really hard. I feel like there's like this, regardless if you see it or not, there's like this image of like hormonal balance and this is how you're supposed to be feeling. And this is what you're supposed to be doing. But I think the reality of it is I could be doing something completely different than the next person, but I'm still, I guess, just as healthy and intact in terms of optimal like wellness yeah. versus the other. Yeah. And I think to further that too, it's, it's the whole idea that, you know, 
just because you have a certain pattern of acne um, doesn't mean that that it's obvious that you have high estrogen levels. Okay. You know, so I think we're commonly misled to think that, you know, acne around the jawline, Mm -hmm. um, cystic acne, breakouts around your period automatically means that I have high estrogen. And so I need to do things to reduce estrogen or block estrogen in my system. Yeah. And that's not true. Okay. For for that's so everybody. interesting you say that yeah. yeah I love that you said that because that's what I that's what I look at mm-hmm. I'm like oh if it's on my forehead it's related to this and yeah that's really interesting mm-hmm. so shifting from that a little bit products <laughs> natural skincare skin lines what are your favorites what are your recommendations I know you do a lot of you know your own home remedies <laughs> as well as a few others. So, uh, how does your skincare line look like? Well, I am my own guinea pig yeah. for one. So <laughs> I do play around with trying different products. I know perhaps I, I got flack last week <laughs> on Instagram for using what? something that wasn't the most natural thing in the world, which is that's okay. What was um, it? It was a a certain type of uh, lipstick that I was using. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's okay. It, I understand. <laughs> um, so I think I think where my my flaw would be from from perceived flaw, I suppose, um, mm-hmm. of being an acne coach and a naturopathic doctor is that you know while I do my best to to use clean skincare products, I'm still going to experiment and try to find things. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be mindful of mm-hmm. what the products are. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not like as a hundred percent granola grassroots as, as perhaps <laughs> I, think, I could be. I, yeah, but I think that's such an unrealistic expectation. Like I personally, maybe a biased opinion. I don't think anybody is one hundred percent clean. Like it's just impossible to do so in a world like today. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, you can only aspire to be as clean as possible. But if it's one product or one thing, I mean. I, I think the world just needs to take a chill pill. <laughs> it, it's been a lot. And I do think, you know, it's it's the common, what I think it's any anything that can be made into an issue will be made into an issue. But I think there's bigger problems in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can really try and do your best. But again, I think as long as it's, you know, ethically sourced, um, conscious products. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely have respect for that too. Um, it's been something that I've been uh, learning more about. Yeah. Because there is a lot of information in this world and it can be very overwhelming sometimes to try to like... Well, I think it's so often misled. Yeah. Like somebody will read it and then reiterate it in a completely flawed or wrong way and then it gets passed down. And it's kind of like the, um, what is it, the phone call game, you know, when like somebody passes on the wrong message and then it gets kind of skewed. And then it's like, if you think otherwise, then you're the one who's wrong and everybody else is right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the power of social media, but also uh, a challenge of social media. It's like now information is just shared so fast and whether it's right or wrong, people are going to implement it in their own life Mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So (laughs) back to the skincare. (laughs) So because I'm a guinea pig, I do play around with things. Uh, I do have acne prone skin. So Mm -hmm. I'm very conscious of the products that I try. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right now I'm loving, um, there's a, 
uh, wellness studio in Dartmouth called yes. Nature Folk. I've yet to be there, but it's yeah. on my list. Yeah. Love, love it there. Yeah. Um, one of the owners is an esthetician, a holistic esthetician, I suppose I could call her. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's taught me a lot about products. Um, and so she's got me on, um, a product called eight faces. Yes. I've Um, heard of it. Yeah. And it's a boundless solid oil. So I use that. Um, I love it. I do find that it really nourishes my skin and helps enhance like skin radiance and like helping with skin hydration. I do find that it was more effective for me personally when I was using an essence prior to that. So I really like Tasha. Yes. I love. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, their products are really cool and I, I enjoy them. I actually use them when I travel. Um, but the Tasha essence is a non-negotiable for me. So I'll always apply that first before I apply my other product. I find it just absorbs so much better. Yeah. Like it's a game changer. Yeah. It really, it enhances yeah, the absorption of the product that you yeah. put on after it. Yeah. And I, at first, when I heard this, I was like, well, that sounds a little hooey, but right? it actually works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually noticed a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like that. And then I also need to speak to um, the Cure Apothecary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Natasha is a really cool person and she puts a lot of soul into the products that she creates. Mm -hmm. And she recently came out with a face serum. No way. Yeah. And, um, I was, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little hesitant at first to use it just because I do have acne prone skin. Um, but I, I love it. Um, I use it in the evenings. I combine it with, uh, lactic acid. So I mix the two together. Yeah. Um, and I find that that's been awesome for my skin as well. Mm -hmm. Um, natural skincare product. Yeah. <laughs> I found that actually works. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Which is so true. Yeah. I, uh, the natural, I'm exploring the natural, natural realms of skincare and everything else. But if there is kind of maybe association, maybe it's the lower quality. I don't know what it is, but sometimes you find that it's not always there and it, you really have to get lucky with the product. So that's where I love, you know, just consulting and talking to people who have used the products to see if it does work because it can really be. And again, it, for some people it works, some it doesn't, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's me personally, I've come a long way of learning like, you know, simple ingredients, things that are effective, um, because that's not my area of expertise. So Mm -hmm. I've, I've spent a lot of time, like trying to expand my knowledge as best I can in that stuff. Um, so I've, I've come a long way from like the basics of putting tea tree oil on your skin, (laughs) which I mean, can work for some people. Yeah. Um, I actually, I have this really odd, I have this love hate with tea tree oil. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I actually used to use it quite regularly. Um, and particularly when I noticed my skin was just, I guess, in a, in a state of stress. Mm. Um, and I found that it would just topically like really clear up. And I guess if I want to put it into words, like just allow my skin to kind of breathe. Um, but I noticed the more I would use it, the more it would like deprive my skin of hydration. And I think you really have to be conscious of how often you use it and what you're using it for. Like for me, it was solely for breakouts, really. Yeah. Um, it wasn't something that I was using on the regular as a part of my regular skincare regimen. Yeah, definitely. I had a similar experience too. 
because I mean, I've, I've tried, <laughs> you know, lots of different things. Yeah. Um, and I, not that I don't think tea tree oil doesn't work, yeah. um, or other types of essential oils that are for yeah. topical application for breakouts. But what I really found made a huge difference for me was, um, ozonated oil. Yes. You talk about it a lot. Yeah. So let's break that down. I have not used that. I know you've recommended it a number of times to me. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I found personally, and I mean, seeing it with clients too, that using something like that, it, um, can be more helpful is that it helps with the tissue healing as well. Oh, yeah. So not only does it speed up, um, getting rid of the breakout, but it also helps reduce the severity of the post hyperpigmentation that can happen after you have oh. an acne breakout. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I really notice a huge difference with using the ozonated oil over, yeah. over using essential oils. Yeah. Um, so that's why it was my, preference to yeah. use something like is that. Is there a brand that you would recommend for uh, the ozonated oil? Yeah, there's a few of them. Um, it's not as available in in Canada as it would be nice to see that it is. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, my my favorite ozonated oil brand is called Pure O3. Yeah. And mm-hmm. where can you get that? Um, if you're in the US, you can order it straight online through their website. Yeah. Um, if you're in Canada, I, I used to just drop ship it to people. What I found was actually easier was just to order it through amazon.ca. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's great stuff. It lasts for years. Like Amazing. it's, yeah, it's awesome to, it's, it's, it's like a, a necessity in my arsenal. Yeah. Um, because I, I always make sure I have it on hand. Like even when I'm traveling, I make sure I have some with me because yeah. I'm more likely to break out while I'm yeah. traveling, well, especially with the environment changes and all of that jazz. It's, yeah. Stress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So if I'm going to put you on the spot here. So if you had (laughs) five products that you would always have, which would it be? Five products. Yeah. That Mm. you would always like your necessity, your basic five essential. (laughs) Well, can I include inside out ones like supplements? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, collagen, (laughs) collagen is a non-negotiable for me. I have noticed like talking about me personally, <laughs> want to be a little selfish here. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed Best experience. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've noticed the biggest difference in the quality of my skin, the radiance of my skin, mm-hmm. um, evenness of skin tone with using collagen. Yeah. Um, I use a marine collagen formula. It's actually my own personal compounded product, yeah. which hopefully will be available soon for the yeah. public. <laughs> um, but, I used it and I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. I, I'm I'm kind of obsessed with it, but I'm a little biased too. <laughs> no, um. I did a test. I really like it and I love the fact that it's chocolate flavored. Yeah. 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 Me live. too. Yeah. <laughs> Guilt-free. Exactly. Yeah. So collagen has been a huge difference in the quality of my skin. An omega complex, so not just an omega three fish oil, but an omega complex okay. has What's made a the big difference. difference. So an omega complex is going to be not just omega three, which is derived from fish oil commonly. Yeah. It's going to have um, other omegas in it, like omega three, six, seven, and nine is the formula that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important too to consult with someone who knows what they're talking about when it comes yeah. to that stuff, because not all omega complexes are made the same. And the doses matter. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I find an omega complex for me has made a really big difference. Mm -hmm. Um, So those would be two (laughs) for the internal aspect. Um, Topically, the essence is a game changer for me. Yeah. 
game changer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, yeah, I really like their, um, well, not, ta- not Tatcha, but Tata Harper's, uh, daily exfoliant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever tried it. I'm obsessed. Do you like it? Yeah. I really, really like it. It's not one of those like super aggressive exfoliants, but it's one that just feels like, uh, I think there's actually glycolic acid in there. Okay. Um, but I find that it just, it's one of my favorites hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'll yeah. have to try that one sometime. Yeah. Maybe you that should. will be one of my top five. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> had to, had to interview there. <laughs> yeah, products are so fun. Aren't oh, they? Yeah. yeah. The essence for sure. Yeah. Exfoliators like daily, daily, um, acid exfoliators for me personally are, are a, make a big difference for me. Yeah. Um, so lactic acid, I do use the ordinary's lactic acid in 10%. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually noticed a big difference. If I run out of it, I know it's a big difference in the texture and quality of my skin. So really? yeah, to me, that's a, that's one that I always make sure is in my arsenal. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then fifth one, oh man, there's so many to choose from. I know. Yeah. That's Putting a you tough on the one. spot here. <laughs> yeah. I really like that Eight Faces product. Yeah. Um, the Boundless Solid Oil. Um, I didn't at first, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, until I figured out how to how to make it work for my skin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one's definitely one of my favorite products that like if I'm gonna go anywhere and I have to take stuff with me. I, it's non-negotiable. It comes with me. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, shifting a little bit, um, going from topical, uh, products to food and vitamins and minerals, because at the end of the day, that's where it all starts. Mm. So as you know, I'm a huge advocate for just incorporating as much as you can into your, uh, food diet and kind of incorporating that in different ways. So what are, what should you be having in a day-to-day basis in terms of nutrients for your skin and just optimal wellness? Mm. Well, the first thing that comes to mind when you said that was that, you know, to start off my spiel, yeah. <laughs> nutrition, um, but nutrition to me is an act of self-care Yes, and the way you love yourself matters. And that's where I think nutrition can play a huge role in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming from that perspective of nourishment, yeah. um, I think when we take better care of ourselves, we want to continue to take better care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You're, and I noticed this me personally, that I am more likely to consume things that are better for me. Yeah. Um, and those things, for example, would be like, you know, vegetables yeah. for one. Yeah. I think, I think we could all use to consume more vegetables. Yeah. Like leafy greens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what would you recommend in terms of veggies? Like I know they say, uh, during certain times, first off of the whole cycle sinking, um, a lot of people say during, you know, um, stages you should be incorporating, for example, leafy greens and then some starches and that sort of thing. Um, what's your take on the starches and the leafy greens and veggies and all of that? Yeah. Um, I think if someone's really in tune with their bodies, I think it, you can kind of recognize what parts in your cycle you realize that you want more yeah. um, carbohydrates, for yeah. example. Um, I think it, there's fours and against for sure when it comes to intuitive eating. Um, that's actually, so I, I'm so glad you said, <laughs> cause that's something I've actually been really getting into and that's the intuitive eating and just kind of tapping into, I guess, what my body feels like it needs. And I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like I have personally a good gauge. Sometimes I'll want, you know, something really fatty and sometimes I'll want something super light. And, you know, it's all throughout my day, it differs. Um, but I know there's so many different sides of intuitive eating because I guess it could go from one extreme or the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so what's your take on that? Cause I do also want to highlight, cause you've had your own experience with like the wellness and nourishment and all of that. So I do want to touch on that just a little bit because it wasn't always a linear path for you, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it to be honest, because you're fully transparent about it. And that's, it, it's just the truth of matter. Nobody's on a linear path and you kind of have to take those dips and I guess spikes of what works for you. And that's when you really, I, I think authentically know what resonates for your body. Because again, going back to the whole uh, realm of where we're, where we're at in this world today, there's so much thrown at you that I think sometimes we are adapting unhealthy habits without realizing because it's quote unquote from a source. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that that's where intuitive eating, it's like, how intuitive are you being? Or are you listening to, you know, some information that you were given like earlier in that day, for example, I think it's, I think that's where the complexities lie in terms of what intuitive means. What intuition are you listening to exactly? (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I guess for me personally, Intuitive eating for me uh, is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I think because I have such a long history of having a strained relationship with food, mm-hmm. um, it's, yeah, I, I, I'm not a good intuitive eater because then I just probably just wouldn't eat yeah. in a day. Yeah. Um, so that's like my own, like from, an, from a different perspective yeah. of, of does intuitive eating work for me? Not necessarily. I have cravings for things sometimes, but those cravings aren't like... I don't know. It that may mean something else, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think that that would be intuitive eating. Yeah, like more so out of a place of emotions, or yeah, perhaps, yeah. Or yeah. I mean, I do notice if we're going back to like listening to like um, like body cues that mm-hmm. definitely like around my period, I do want to have foods that are more like comfort foods, yeah, in a sense, like um, density. So mm-hmm. I like I want like more starchy carbs. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't eat a lot of grain products just because for me and my nature, my makeup, my microbiome, um, grain products are, I just keep them to a minimum in my diet. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, but around my cycle, especially like around my period, I want like sweet potatoes. Yeah. (laughs) I think coconut oil. (laughs) Green loves sweet potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. So little things like that. Yeah. 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 Notice that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in realms of that though, um, how does what you're eating affect your skin? So I, a direct correlation, which I assume, and according to my reading, uh, sugar is common, commonly a direct correlation of breakouts or spikes and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It spikes your, uh, glucose levels. And then that's what kind of triggers a whole lot of crashes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in wellness and in skin, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think, so there's two, two parts to that. First off, I mean, regulating blood glucose levels, um, is important in, in any (laughs) chronic disease prevention or chronic issue, like, like chronic acne. Yeah. Um, so regulating blood glucose levels just basically means, um, appropriate macronutrient structures with your meals. Okay. 
um, which can be different for different people depending on, you know, their energy requirements and activity, what have you. Um, so that's definitely something that, um, I bear in mind and pay attention to with clients, um, reducing, I guess there's three things, reducing inflammatory foods as well. So inflammatory foods would be things that, um, more processed in nature. Yeah. High in omega-6 fatty acids. Yeah. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the third piece would be, I think everybody, this is where individualized medicine comes in that, you know, what's going on with your gut microbiome, Mm -hmm. because that is definitely relevant to what types of foods you you should be incorporating or maybe replacing or what have you. Yeah. 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 So ending on, uh, I guess, a note of for anyone who might feel uh, stuck with their skin or might have their own challenges or whatever the case may be, whether it is acne or combination skin, dry skin, what is your recommendation for just wellness practices and skincare for anybody that has anything from acne to dry, combination, whatever the case may be, I guess, just optimal health and wellness? Uh, what would you recommend? Because I know we covered a whole lot in this episode. So what would the initial, I think, uh, steps be? Two things. I think first off, recognizing that you're not alone, Mm -hmm. that there's, there's a lot of people in this world that suffer just like you do. So, I mean, I think there's hope in that, just knowing that, you know, there are other people out there who struggle with the same things that you do. Yeah. Um, but then also too, that you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think it's important, um, to, to find someone that you resonate with, Mm -hmm. um, that you're open to working with in order to find those permanent solutions for you. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, you're dealing with a certain situation and there's, there are people out there who can help you. Yeah. If you're willing to accept the help. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you're the perfect person that I would recommend. (laughs) So, uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, I am an Instagram girl. Yes. You love the gram. (laughs) Yeah. So my Instagram handle is at I am Jillian Cole. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. Want more? Don't forget to subscribe and to leave a comment below. Stay connected by following us on Instagram at shimi.co.